Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Disappointing Movie Reviews. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm River. And today we're going to be reviewing Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight by director Bartosz M. Kowalski. This is a new Polish Netflix original rated mature, which is just rated R on Netflix terms. The Netflix synopsis is a group of technology-dependent teenagers goes to an offline camp and faces a deadly danger lurking in the woods. But in reality, it's actually about two twin monsters going around and killing people. Yeah, just murdering. Just murdering for no reason. All these poor kids, but... Um, so I think the movie was... The movie itself, before all the monsters, was really pretty. Yeah, it's really aesthetically pleasing. It's... The v- camera work is very, very good, and overall, it just has this this very good atmosphere around the movie. It's just really nostalgic yeah. feeling of yeah. old classic slasher movies. And you mentioned, like, The Goonies, too. Like, yeah. It has- like, a lot of old 80s films, I can definitely see the connection between them. This is the first slasher movie from Poland, and... Yeah. Over in that sense, I think they did a very good job. But there, I mean, there are plot holes. Um, Large amounts of plot yeah, holes but in this movie. In the sense that it's a slasher movie, I think they did a good job. It was gory, it was cheesy, and overall, it was, it was really good. Yeah, but the storyline needed work. But yeah. the um, the cinematography, the camera work, and the, especially the special effects makeup. That this was is pretty so good. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I think that the special effects people had a little too much fun yeah. in some places with um, all the blood and yeah. the prosthetics that they used in the movie, but they did, they went a little overboard, but it, it still looked good. <laughs> yeah. It still looked believable, you know. So, um, should we start with the opening scene? Yeah. Um. So, in the very beginning, we see a woman who we later find out is the mother of the monsters that we talked about before. They're actually twins. And we'll go into that a little more right after this. So, she's washing blood out from her own clothes. And the house itself is, like, disgusting and it looks unfit to live in, Yeah, there's, like, dead things everywhere Mm. and rotten, like, food setting out and everything. Just a mess. And... This mailman comes up to the door, and he's knocking, and he hears wailing from the basement, which also continues throughout the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> Just in the, randomly in the woods, everywhere. <laughs> um, and he's the one that goes to pry the boards off the window that's attached to the basement or the cellar. Yeah. That's and, under the house. Yeah, he reaches in and he's like, oh my god. He says, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we get, it never shows what he sees. Yeah. But he says, let me help you get out of here. And when he can't reach whoever's down there, he says, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get you help. Yeah. And as soon as he turns away <laughs> to go get help. He gets his ankle snatched. And snatched. he gets drugged back into the basement. Yeah. Um... And then it just says 30 years later, yeah. but just all of a sudden he's gone. Then 30 years later, boom, classic camp slasher film. You have all your famous tropes with the jock, 
the pretty girl, the nerd, and the <laughs> strong female lead with a traumatic past. Yeah. So, we're introduced to... Like, they're at this rehabilitation camp for teenagers, pretty much, to experience time away from the internet. Uh, we meet Ulick, who is both of our favorite characters. Yes. He is... Best character. Best character, 10 out of 10. Only one with actual <laughs> common sense. And the only one with an actual personality. Period. <laughs> and then we meet Zosha. We find out that Zosha's gonna be our main character because she doesn't face the camera at all until the actual shot changes. <laughs> like, um... So she's the most important one to the story, right off the bat. She doesn't sit with the rest of them. She's always dramatically brooding in the background, <laughs> sitting under a tree or something. Stabbing her knife into a tin can. Yeah, and there's also a scene where she's covering the scars on her wrist. So I, I noticed that. I was like, I didn't notice it till the second time. I, and I was like, yeah, oh, uh-oh. I was like, oh, that's But she's sad. obviously not like the rest of her peers, you know? Yeah. Because they're all having fun and, well, not necessarily having fun, but they're all socializing and she's always off by herself. So, at first, I really liked Zosha's character, but she was mostly reserved during the whole movie until stuff started to go down. Yeah. Normally, I hate characters like that, but, you know, she was alright in that sense. You know, I really don't think she had more than five speaking roles in the whole movie. Really? I don't... I, honestly, like lines? Honestly, I don't remember her talking at all much. No, she, I feel like she, she talked, spoke to the whole thing. No, she talked a few times to the counselor. Yeah. She talked to Ulick a lot, but I think compared to the other characters, like, they had all conversations within themselves, and, you know, they talked about things. She was always dramatically staring off into the distance, <laughs> which, you know, that's me too. I don't talk Same. to people either. So one thing I noticed was that the camp counselors here were all weird. Like, every single one of them was just a weird person. Like, I would not trust them Mm-mm. if I was at that camp. Mm-mm. I would just call my mom, even though they took away my phone. <laughs> I would call my mom and tell her to come get me. Also, I want to say something. Because since we're talking about the camp counselors, they didn't have radios. They didn't have cell yeah, phones. Yeah, it was... It, that was not... Not safe. Not safe. No, not that, safe. that was not it. That was just not good at all. <laughs> but there was this one camp counselor. I guess he was the main camp counselor. And I noticed throughout the first couple scenes that he kept... He was eccentric. He kept yelling adrenaline. And every speech <laughs> he did, he'd yell adrenaline. And I did not understand why until I looked this movie up and I realized, I think... That the camp name is, is adrenaline. adrenaline. It's like Adrenalina or something in Polish. Mm-hmm. I think that means Adrenaline in English. I didn't look it up. I would assume so. But, but I thought that was weird because it never said, Welcome to Camp Adrenaline or something. He just kept yelling Adrenaline and it looked like he was going to blow a blood vessel or something. But yeah, camp counselors, not cool. <laughs> except the main one that our group yeah. of teens was with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they all chose numbers, and our two main characters we talked about before, Ulick and Zosha, were put in group four together. So, I was like, what if they never met? Would they still would have died if... 
See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm See, thinking there are, there are multiple groups of teenagers out in these woods. Exactly. How many other groups did this happen to? Yeah. Or was it just them? Or was it just them? You know? Because there weren't they at different parts of this same wooded area? Yeah, like, they had to have been. There couldn't have been, you know. Oh, my gosh. There's only one forest. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That was never addressed. You never see Mm-mm. anybody from the camp ever again. Yeah, that's what I put down. I was like, where did all these other people go? Yeah. There's literally at least... 40 other people yeah. in the woods. Where are they? <laughs> and, like, did they get out? Did they even yeah. learn about this? Mm-hmm. So many. Imagine that, though. Imagine you're in group, like, three, and you you were almost in group four. And imagine that. You go home and you're like, <laughs> I almost died. I almost got ripped to shreds by mm. some ugly-looking dude. <laughs> um, and all my friends are dead. Exactly. I. That would have been period. traumatizing. So, Isa is our group's leader, and they start out on a three-day hike, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. One thing I noticed before we move on, away from the camp, is that 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 same um, camp counselor from earlier, he, he said something in his introductory thing to these students, this little speech he did. He was talking about all these experiences they're going to have at the camp and how they're going to have fun away from their phones and technology. But he said this one thing. He said, out there in the woods, you will, and I quote, you will encounter wild beasts and even local madmen in these woods. Really? He said that. Oh my God. And I didn't catch it at first. And then I realized and I was like... He, he knew. I didn't even catch that watching the second time. I know. I, 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 I seen it oh and I, I missed God. it. And then I thought about what he said. And I said, he literally just, he just threw that out there like that. How could he? <laughs> so that man's insane. He knew and though. He knew, he knew what that, was going to happen. Oh my God. He knew that there was a chance of that happening. And he still didn't give his counselors radios. <sighs> he still sent him out there. It's his fault. Honestly, this whole movie is his, his fault. fault. Guy Period. with the mustache with the little stupid park ranger hat on. No, uh, no, it's him. It's, it's him. him. It's him. Period. Plot twist: He was a monster all along. It, no, I'm kidding. He's he <laughs> the dad. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> he's the third brother. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. Anyways, while all this is happening, the next day, it shows how exactly. The mom died. Yes. How exactly all this really started. So yeah, the mom died in the basement. Yeah. So she's trying to pull down this big, giant hog mm-hmm. down these stairs to feed her children that she has chained up, who are crazy monsters. Grotesque. <laughs> Gro- grotesque, if you will. And, you know, they're all like, growling from down the stairs. <laughs> it's just wonderful. And she falls and yeah. she hits her head on the basement floor and on the steps on the way mm-hmm. down. Probably yeah. breaks every bone. Every bone. She's very she's obviously an older woman. Yeah. She had a hard time even pulling the bore. That's what happened. She was obviously Yeah. Older. And you know, she falls and she gets eaten by her twin sons. Well, as she falls, she drops. She drops. This her is keys. how. See, at first, I never realized how did they get out. But on the second time I watched this, I noticed when she falls, she drops her keys, and you can see one of their big, giant, grotesque hands 
reach for the keys, oh. and you can hear him undoing his, undoing the chains. And then that's when he grabs the hog and eats it. And honestly, I really like this scene because it shows a really up close face of like the hog, the boar, whatever it is. Yeah. And as you're looking at it, it's like kind of in his and just in the hog's eye, and you can see it's like glassy dead eye. It's creepy. Oh. And in the background, you can hear him undoing the chains. Just the rattling, and then all of a sudden, it's dragged away into the darkness. Wow. And then you can see him, after that, grab the mother. And then it cuts Aww. black and goes back to the teenagers. And it's... Yeah. It's scary. But a good... And when we go back to the teenagers, Yulik and Zosha are talking about this little figure that Zosha has. Isn't it, like, on a necklace? Yeah, she's on It's on her necklace. And... Yulik brings up the Terminator, which is obviously a very iconic movie, and he does this terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, and Zosha's like, it's not from the Terminator. It says it's not from the Terminator, but Yulik really is pushing it. He's like, it looks like it, though, and then he he says, um... You look like Sarah Connor. Yeah, he calls her Sarah Connor. And then he says this quote, and he says... It, I mean, it's obviously the quote from the Terminator. He says, I'm a cybernetic organism, and my mission is to protect you. And Aww. that's really what happens, you know, yes. the whole movie. He's always there to protect Zosha. Yeah, and that's what happens in the end for him. He's trying to protect her. And I just thought that was... I'm going to cry. That was sweet. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Um, but the other kids on this hike... We have Daniel, who has on a San Francisco shirt, which I wrote down, because... <laughs> and honestly, he's going through some stuff mentally, personally. Wait, who? Yulik? Oh. Or Daniel? Not Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> the other dude that's on yes, our... Bartek. Bartek is the other guy that's on this trip. Daniel, he... Like I said, these teens are the classic... Yeah. Horror movie trope. You know, we have Daniel, the pretty boy, you know, the jock... We have, um, Anella. How do you say? Anella. Anella. I think so. She's, you know, she's the pretty girl. Zosha, she's obviously our main heroine. Um. And Yulik, who's our nerd. For <laughs> Yulik. He's the best character, though. He's So, talented. yeah. Anella, and then... Bartek, and Daniel are also on this trip. Mm-hmm. Bartek. Uh, is an asshole. Yeah, he's he's a butt. I don't like him. No. <laughs> I and wrote down he they, is a pre- is a pestering little prick yes. because he is. And I they hate try him. they try to in the end they they reveal why, not in the end, but you know, later on they yeah. reveal why he's like that, but that it still doesn't excuse. Yeah, his like how behavior. he treated other yes. people on this like I don't, trip. Just doesn't excuse it. Bartek and Daniel don't get along. Bartek is always on Daniel for the random things, yeah. and he's just annoying. But there's a scene where they get in a fight, and Daniel pushes Bartek down a hill, and it's it's so dramatic, even though he falls about five feet. Yeah. Um. This is where I said that the special effects team had a little too much fun with all this blood and like this these prosthetics that they owned because like. He fell about two inches. <laughs> he got, like, on his knee, and that's about it. And then you, it cuts to, like, his a scene of his leg, and the man is 
bleeding profusely from this gash, like a huge gash in his leg. There's another scene right after this. Um, at, while after Isa, the counselor has patched Bartek's gaping wound. Um, <laughs> Yurik asks if he can excuse himself because he has to pee, and he goes and pees, and he looks over, and there's this half-eaten, rotting deer. Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, come look at this guy's. You know, he accidentally pees on him. Come a look bit. at this deer I just peed on. Yeah, like much. right now. And they come look and they're like, and Isa says, it must have been a large carnivore. A large animal. So they move on. They, you know, they're going to move on when it gets quiet for a moment and Yurik goes, Did you know that over 15,000 people disappear in Poland each year and yeah. one third of that is in the woods? Which. That's concerning enough. Like, that is... That's incredibly concerning. That <laughs> needs to be incredibly concerning. Because I'm um, pretty sure Poland's not that big. So, Poland is bigger than the UK. I looked this up. But slightly smaller than New Mexico. That's and insane. If those statistics are, like, realistic about that many people going missing in Poland, someone needs to find all of those serial killers that that's are hidden in those woods insane. and everything. Because that is terrifying. Yes. I'm never living in Poland. No, me neither. But the more terrifying thing, not really, but in response to Yurik saying that, that 15,000 people disappear and one third of it is in the woods, Dan- Daniel responds with, at, right after he said that, he says, guess we're going to be contributing to those statistics. <laughs> and is that not the yeah. biggest foreshadowing? He's so... So, all these characters are so self-aware. They they know they're in a horror movie. Literally. Especially Yulik. Yes, Yulik. Well, I will talk about that later. We're not going to talk about that right he now. He has so many. <laughs> he has so many moments. So I can't, many. I'm not going to name. I will name them all. But. Later. He's the only person in the whole movie that has and brain cells. Yeah. Literally. He has them all. <laughs> he took everybody else's brain cells and put them into his yes. own brain. So, like, Isa mentions that there's this potentially a big carnivore in the woods, and they don't even think to move away from where they are. No, they just keep... She's like, well, let's go, and they just walk away. Yeah. No radio, nothing. People in horror movies are so stupid. So stupid. There's another section here that I want to talk about in this scene, where uh, Ulick makes another reference. Um, He makes a reference to the 1981 classic, American Werewolf in London. And he said, they're looking at this dead deer, and he says, this reminds, as they're walking away, they said, this reminds me of that movie, have you ever watched it? Um, and they say no. Uh, Zosia says no. Yulik says, well, it starts like this, two guys are walking through the woods, just like we are now. That's exactly what he says. Yeah. And he goes on to explain a little more about the movie, but if any of you guys have watched American Werewolf in London, you know... That the two of them go into the woods that night on a full moon. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten to that. only one of them comes out alive. Right? Yeah. And that is exactly <gasps> what happens. <laughs> I've never seen American Werewolf. To Zosha and New Yes. i seen it when I was about 13. And... Yeah, but that ha- <laughs> that exactly happens to Zosha yes. and, and you'll like... And you'll notice that full moons, right, are... A big thing in this movie. There's a full moon 
on this night. Yes. That the same night that Ulick makes this reference, and there's a full full moon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, on the same night that this all began. Yeah. Which. Jeez. I think we should talk about now. Yeah. So thirty years ago, these two little kids, right? They're playing. Right. It's our oh. monsters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So 30 years prior, when it all began, two kids were playing in their yard. Yeah. They run out in the woods. They see something explode in the sky. Now, this is another one of those plot holes where we just do not know really what happened. Yeah. Um, but they see this explosion in the sky, and they see something fall from it. It looks like a missile went by. Or a big rock, like a meteor or something. A big rock. Yeah, I, I put. put a big rock. I had no idea really because it doesn't explain it. And I think if they would have explained it a little more, it would have made the overall yeah. movie. Because if the movie really doesn't have a plot line, mm-hmm. all it is is murder, murder, murder. And then we see the twins' backstory at the, like before the very end of the movie, or directly in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um. Um, so these are the twins, by the way, mm-hmm. and once they find, like, that explosion, they see the explosion happen, and then they run to go get whatever exploded, Yeah, and it's which like a- turns out to be a big rock. Yeah. And they take it home with them. <laughs> and they put it under their bed, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night, they get choked by the black goo that's coming from this rock. Yeah, it just, like, it just cracks open. It just cracks and just open, and... Yummy goo. Yummy goo. Um, and it, it, they just... It actually did look really appetizing. <laughs> Ew! That's nasty. I would, it eat, like, I would eat the goo. It looked like medicine, but like It really did. Thicker. The goo traveled through their veins and yeah. turned them into monsters. And the next morning when the mom woke up, she couldn't find them. They were downstairs eating the family dog. Eating the family dog. And then they tried to eat her. And, like, how didn't the dog get all gross and pimply? I guess it's because he's a dog, but, like, he I was guess, in the same room. I think they just ate him before it could happen. Honestly, that's sad. I think they just... What about the mom? She was in the same house. I know, that's that's another one of these things, that, inconsistencies, you know? Yeah. But, no, just these little boys and... And they were so cute, too. And they were adorable. did the entire rock turn into black goo? Or did, like... Yeah, did she have to dispose of yeah, the rock? Yeah, did she have to take the rock away? You just spit on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and how does she... How does the mom actually chain up the twins? That's what I was thinking, because she was having a... They were trying to come up the stairs. Yeah. And she was sitting on... On the cellar door. Yeah, and she was having a hard time holding them back. I don't know, I don't know how she got them in chains... Down in the basement. Yeah, I really don't know. But that must have been some good chains because they lasted for 30 years. You know? Yeah. Like, dang. <laughs> You'd think she would have to, ch- like, change them because chains can be too small on somebody or too big on somebody. Mm-hmm. But whatever. <sighs> so, Yulik. Here's the people's backstories. Like, they're all talking, sitting around a campfire, talking about their backstories. And before they actually get this campfire set up, do you want to talk about the hand? Zosha turns around all dramatic and sees this hand 
on this tree creepily like move backwards behind it and mind you this tree is like the skinniest tree i've ever it's seen like in my a life foot wide it's literally a foot wide and these big monsters are like their hands are they're foot huge wide. they're yes. ginormous yes and she saw this big hand crawl around this tree and like just crawl back behind the tree and just disappear. disappear and she didn't say anything. She said nothing and to you know anybody what? else. That was never mentioned again. It was never no. explained. Nope. Nothing like that ever happened again. And I think she was just crazy. I feel like that was yeah. just her in her head. She's crazy. Or they maybe had a plan to do more stuff like that and never did. Because there's another scene where she does that exact same face looking yeah. dramatically off and it just keeps it there and nothing ever happens. And I don't understand. She's insane. Yeah, she's just in her head. <laughs> she's seen a lot. Um, and Yulik's backstory is pretty much he's a Twitch streamer. And YouTuber. he's the second... Yeah, he's the second best player in Poland. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say exactly that he's a Twitch streamer, but I put that he in said, myself. He said he's, um, a, he's streamer, a streamer, but he didn't say Twitch streamer. But I, I guess I think we can... <laughs> I think we can, you know... And he's the second best player in Poland. He was, I don't... He was supposed to be... He was supposed to be going... On his way to Korea to compete in a competition, competition to win half a million dollars. But his parents said, no, we're cutting you off. We're sending you to camp. So, <laughs> yeah. imagine. Imagine. And think about the fans. Those, they're going to yeah. miss him. I know. That's so sad. And he had, like, 9,334 subscribers. 900,334. That's what I said. Th- no, right? you just said 9,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 900,334 subscribers. My man's was at the verge of 1 million followers when his life ended. And if these parents never sent these kids to camp, they wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. And that's that brings us to another inconsistency in this movie. Why was Zosha there? Yeah. So her backstory, it's very sad. But it has nothing to do with the camp. So, Zosha's backstory really doesn't exist. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, so, we only brooded for Zosha in the end because she she tried. She's the only yeah. one that tried. Uh, so, Isa, the camp counselor, looks at Zosha's file and she just says, we'll leave her for tomorrow and no one ever tells us what that's about. We never... Mm-hmm. see any more of that we just see through zosha a flashback of what happened yes which to her family yeah um they died in a horrific car accident while they were taking a selfie and me and river were talking earlier and we were like maybe that's why she's there mm-hmm. because of technology kind of killed her family yeah that's the only plausible like you know, explanation why, yeah. to why she's at a camp for getting rid of technology because you know it, it never really came out and said it we just had to guess it and that was kind of not clear you know oh did i mention that this this movie has nudity in it so um, yeah yeah i should probably mention that so this movie has nudity in it it is rated r we already warned you about that but and not just nudity, like full frontal... Full frontal nudity. So, don't yeah. watch with kids. Don't watch with kids in general. This is not <laughs> Literally, a Literally, no. A not a kid-friendly movie. No. They drive a stake through the back of a woman's skull, skull and it comes out yes. of her mouth. Like, yes. it's not a children's movie. 
Um, so the first person to actually die is Daniel. Poor Daniel. Yeah. Poor, poor Daniel. Um, he gets shoved into a sleeping bag while he's browsing through off-brand Tinder. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Polish Tinder. Yeah, I was going to say Polish Tinder. Polish Tinder, and, <laughs> uh, we get the first look of our monster here. Um, like, this dude is fugly. He is ginormous. He's wearing <laughs> just overalls. That's it. No socks, no shoes, no shirt, just overalls. <laughs> um, he's covered in these gigantic boils. Boils. And he has, like, long, like, kind of long, greasiest brown hair. And his face is just completely, I don't even know, just... Like, mangled. Yeah, just bad. Who gave him the right? He comes, like, stumbling in there, and he just shoves poor Daniel down into his sleeping bag. He picks him up over his shoulder. That's how strong he is. He can just one-hand a dude in a sleeping bag over his shoulder. And he smashes the sleeping bag up against a tree. Multiple times. Multiple just times. Crunching yeah. bones. It's it was disgusting. And this is the first like really scene of any sort of horror that you see and it's a wake up. Because you're yeah. just like, okay, this is just a camp movie, they're camping, oh, okay, he's on Tinder. And then boom, snap, crackle, pop, <laughs> goes Daniel. Goes Daniel. Poor Daniel. I feel bad for him. Yeah, he didn't deserve it. No, he didn't. This, that's when every, everything yeah. really goes downhill from there. Yeah. This Zosha. whole, the whole movie is, ta- take place, takes place in one day, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. All the, you know, the. So this is at night when Daniel gets smashed up against a tree, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Um, the next morning, Zosha and all the campers are like, where's Daniel? And then they go on a little search for him because Anella was with Daniel that night before he got. Smashed up against a tree, a.k.a. the nudity, and Yella, that was all her fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Zosha sticks her hands in some blood on a tree where Daniel got smashed to pieces. And she's like, is this blood or tree sap? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Tree sap. Um, like, and why don't, still, why don't the guards have radios? If you find blood on a tree... I don't know. Isa dismisses is yeah, dismisses she, it, and she, she's like, she's like, this is just tree sap. Yes, yeah, tree sap. Even though Yulik is like, yeah, trees don't grow like that here, and she's like, no, it's just tree sap, and, she, and no one believes her. And that's when Zosha just stares off into the distance, all dramatically again, <laughs> with no yeah, nothing, no, happens. no reasoning. Yeah. Um. And Yulik becomes self-aware that he's in a horror movie. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Because as soon as that happens, they're like, let's split up. Yeah. And he's like, rule number one, you don't do that. Yeah. You know. And he starts listing off all these rules on what Mm -hmm. we shouldn't and shouldn't do. But of course, they go and do it. Yeah, he calls them the six sins of horror movies, I think. Yeah. No, the six uh, deadly sins. Six deadly sins of... Yeah. Yeah, and he lists through all of them, and then they do all of them. You know, he mentions things like never split up, which is the first thing they do. Yeah. Um, don't get confident, and most sadly, I think ugly people always die, which is just him calling himself ugly and saying he's gonna die, and it makes me so sad because he's the best character. Yeah, screw everyone else. Literally screws Osha too. I take it all back. (laughs) Sorry. I just don't like her. But yeah, as soon as he says that, they're like, well, I have an idea. Let's split up. 
and they go on a search for Daniel. Um, Bartek and Daniel, Ad Adela, and Ad Anella, Anella. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, who? Bartek and Anella, Anella stay behind in case Daniel comes back, and Isa, Zosha, and Ulick, Ulick, go off into the woods. To Grandma's house. To Grandma's house. Period. <laughs> to just into the woods to find Daniel. And as soon as they do, they stumble upon that nasty cabin in the woods. Yeah. And they, you know, they go in. Did they go in through the front door? Yeah, they just walk right in. They just pull up. Mm -hmm. They said, open up, sir. And sir. Mm -hmm. And they find the basement. Yeah. And... Yulik stays at the top of the stairs to keep watch, but I think he was just being scared. He yeah. didn't want to go in the basement. Mm -hmm. Poor Yulik. He's such a baby. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, but they find Daniel dead, and the monster, the one with the ugly hairpiece, comes in, and he stumbles in there, and Yulik's like, holy crap, we need to go. Somebody's here. And so he runs down the stairs and gets everybody to go back in the basement, and Isa, the the guard, grabs a pipe and she tries to get Daniel's cell phone from his pocket. Mm -hmm. And she ends up getting beheaded. Yep. R.I.P. And her head is thrown out the window. Mm -hmm. And this scene, it reminded me a lot, like, like Elizabeth said earlier, of the Goonies. Because, I don't know if about you guys, but when I was a kid, I watched the Goonies probably once a week. Um, there was this scene... Where they were hiding in the basement of the restaurant where the tunnels, the, the entrance to those tunnels were. And they're hiding in the bottom and they can hear the, um, the bad guys, you know, walking, the Fratellis walking upstairs. And they can see, kind of see them through the cracks in these real old floorboards and there's, mm. there's dust coming down in their eyes, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly that's what exactly happens. exactly what's... What that scene is like. Yeah, it's exactly what happens while they're in the, the cellar while that dude walks across. And the first time I seen that, I said, that is literally the Goonies. But scary, you know. <laughs> scary. <laughs> but murderous. So Bartek, one of the main characters, he comes out as gay to Anyella. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting by the river that's there near the campsite. And here's where it gets rough. So mm -hmm. Bartek and Anella are talking about this river and Bartek is talking about how being gay in Poland is really hard and it's normally not accepted. accepted. Yeah, it's, That's the word it's I was pretty, looking for. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Um. So there's no noises or anything. And then Anyella mm -hmm. just gets stabbed in the back of the head with a mm -hmm. log. Like he looks over... And her head yeah, is just her impaled. Head is just impaled with a log through her mouth, mind mm -hmm. you. Good aim, honestly. Good aim. Yeah, <laughs> period. Wow. Um, so he kills poor Aniela and obviously Bartek runs away. Well, it's that this is the first scene where we realize that there's not one yeah, but, but two, two monsters. Cause this dude is even uglier. <laughs> <laughs> He's ugly, ugly. He's, like, completely covered in those big boils, you know, head yeah. to toe. 
and he, he does not have a hairpiece. Yeah, he's just bald. He's bald. He's just boil, <laughs> completely boil. But he's wearing a little more clothing than the other one, so kudos for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this next scene, we learned that there's actually two monsters from this man who Zosha and Yulik find in the woods in a random cabin. Um, and he's the mailman from before. The very who got first scene. The very first scene where he gets pulled into the basement. Um, so yeah, we learned that there's two monsters from him. They were twins, uh, Fred and George Weasley type beat. Period. Period. Um. And they took this man, this poor man's running sticks. They took his legs. They took his legs. <laughs> his running sticks? Yeah, his running Ew. sticks. I don't like that. Um, but in the meantime, Bartek is booking it away from where that pimple-faced monster killed Anyella. Mm-hmm. And he finds a church where this pedophile of a priest, a disgusting, disgusting man. man, like, bonks him in the head, tells him the cell phones don't work, but then the phone starts ringing, and Bartek mm-hmm. realizes something's wrong, and he gets tied up to a chair. Yeah. And some very bad stuff happens, but... Well, um, honestly, nothing bad got to happen yet, because that's when... Yeah. Yeah. The best part of the movie happened, honestly. Yeah, he got tied up, and the priest got thrown in a wood chipper outside after he went out to, you know, like, get something. Yeah, he heard a noise or something, and he went to investigate, and that big pimply dude threw him into wood chipper... And I was like, heck yeah. I bet you you heard more gurgling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just constant. Like, constant. Like, In the woods. But then, Bartek, he freed himself from the chair. And he yeah. looked out the window and he saw the big... Pimple one. Pimply dude. Yeah. Walking towards him. And he freaked out and he hid um, in the church. In, like, the confession... What is yeah, it called? Confessioner's... The, the, con- booth, you know. the confessioner's booth, like that thing. He hid in there, and it's last. The last thing we seen was the was big the dude. monster like towering over him. Yeah, he opened the door and looked at him, and it was just. It was a really pretty shot, but like pretty. <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah, and that's and then it cuts <laughs> back to Zosha and yeah, him. Zosha with the man in the house. Mm-hmm. And he says, I have a gun. Yeah. Just stay here. And they're like, no, I think not. We're going to go find the police. Yeah, we're going to go. No, I think they go try to get the cell phone. They try to go get the cell phone again from Daniel, who had it in his pocket that Isa never got to get. And this is where it gets sad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, So, Yulik goes to create a distraction at the front door. And like we were talking about before, Yulik was going to die for Zosha in the yeah. end. Poor freaking Yulik. I love that man so much. Uh, so Zosha gives Yulik the knife and a little kiss, and he knows he's going to die. He literally goes to greet death at the front door. And I... It just makes me cry. Um, Zosha gets the phone while the monster actually comes down the stairs. He never goes to the front door. It's weird because these out of these two monsters, you never really know what they're... 
why they're doing it. You don't yeah. know their drive. Because it seems like for the one with actual hair, like the first one that shows up, mm. it's food driven. Because yeah. he always brings him back and it seems like they're eating him. You know, because Daniel, there's only half of him left. It really seems like they're eating him. But for the other guy, for the other brother, it really seems just... It's just murder. Yeah, he's just having the time of his life out there. You know, it's literally and, just murder. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's it's hard, but this the first brother instead of going to Ulick's distraction, he comes down the stairs, and that's where he finds Zosha. Zosha, yes, and Ulick stabs the monster in the back because he's the monster's just got yes. Zosha. He's about to like. Get her. He's got Zosha by the neck. He, he's, like, choking her and picking her up off the ground. And that's when Yulik comes to save the day and he stabs the monster in the back. Until the monster turns around unfazed and just rips the knife out and just, like... Yeah, he, he knocks Zosha out. So she's yeah, just knocks, out. Yeah. And then he picks up Yulik. And the gro- probably the grossest thing in the movie, he, like, gets all in his face and yeah. then just rips Ulick's tongue out. He rips his tongue out. Uh, not fun. So, and uh, he eats it. Yeah, he just, like, mmm, yummy. And then it's, it's so sad. It is honestly so sad. Um, and when Zosha wakes up, yeah. she uses Daniel's thumb to unlock Daniel's phone and then it dies instantly. Yeah, and she has... They have chained... Like, for some reason, they didn't kill her. They've chained her up in the cellar. And yeah. we had a few theories. Of, we we didn't really understand why they didn't just kill her. Yeah. And then I, I thought, I was like, what if they kind of see her as their mother? You know, because their mother's dead now. No. I don't really know. That's the only possible way, because, a reason, I think they wouldn't kill her. Because that one monster is food-driven, the one that killed her and literally ripped out Yulik's tongue. Was he, like, not hungry because he ate Yulik's yeah, tongue? Yeah, that's another thing. I was like, because, he's just not hungry? You yeah, know, he's he just not hungry. a fresh meal later. But you know, it's like grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Store your food in your basement for later. Yeah. You stockpile. <laughs> um, so, Yulik right now is literally choking on his own blood and Zosha picks him up and puts him in his lap or in her picks Yulik up and puts him in her lap and he's just like choking she doesn't even think to turn his head or anything she's choking on his own blood and she just doesn't she's just like it's okay and just pats his head you know yeah Um, he keeps trying to tell her something and she doesn't understand and he co- talks about Sarah Connor, Aww. you know, he's making the Terminator reference again and looking at her necklace and she takes it off and puts it in his hand. Her necklace, you know, that means so much to her, you know, she yeah. gave it to him. And he, the only intelligible things that he's garbled out are Sarah Connor and, and then finally you, you hear him say, kill me. And... It was so sad. So sad. He asks her to finish him off, and she does, sadly. Yeah. The monsters upstairs, after, you know, like, Zosha escapes, I believe. Yeah, she uses the knife 
that literally killed um, yeah. Ulick to pick the lock, and she finally gets out. Yeah. Uh, so the monsters are upstairs just sniffing shoes. Yeah. They took the priest's shoes, and they're just sniffing them. Mm-hmm. And then um, the monster without hair is just trying to put the shoes on. You know, they're trying to humanize these monsters. Yeah, it's really... It was really weird because the whole movie, they're just these killing machine... You know, monsters. They're just... They're like wild animals. And then this scene, they even, like, communicate with each other. They, like, have this garbled, grunting language that they talk to each other with. There's even a point where the monster with hair cleans his own wound where he, like, stabs him. And, like, they're just acting so human, which is weird from the rest of the movie. Okay, what would you say? Yeah, um, so Bartek gets out of the church, and he has run away, and he stumbles upon that old man's cabin. He stumbles upon the mailman's cabin, Mm -hmm. and he knocks on the door, and the mailman obviously thinks that the monsters are trying to get in his house, and as soon as the door opens, the mailman shoots and kills poor Bartek. And it's never... And we never know, why didn't he die in the church? Yeah. The monster seen him. Yeah. How did he get away without even a scratch? Away? Like, he didn't he even... He was completely fine. He was fine, you know? It was just... It's one of those plot holes, you know? Yeah. They never touched upon that, and I feel like they should have. So, in the cabin, the two monsters, after, after the one sniffs the shoe and the other cleans his wound, uh, the one who's more kill-driven leaves and he's dragging this giant axe behind him. So he leaves and the first brother decides, hey, I'm gonna take a nap. So he lays down and goes to sleep. And this is right when Zosha is escaping. Yeah. So she sees that the first brother has left and she sneaks up to the sleeping brother. And this is where it gets good. So, Zosha comes up, and she has this machete that she found from the basement, and she just stabs the crap out of him. She tries so hard to kill him. So hard. Chop, chop, chop. chop. Like Gordon Ramsay, she's on a cutting board, she's Mm -hmm. chopping up this man. Mm -hmm. And then she just runs out into the woods. Mm -hmm. Because he, at first he's like, ah, and then he just stops. Like, he's dead. Yeah. You know, and he, she's gone. So she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. She didn't even take the knife with her, honestly, which Mm-mm. I think was her first mistake. Well, not her first, but in this scene. <laughs> she had many mistakes yeah. throughout this entire movie. Um, but when she goes into the woods, she comes up to that a main road and she finds a police car sitting there. And she smacks her hands up against the window and is like, help me, help me. Um... And he does. He lets her in the back of his car, and they just start driving away. And you think everything's going to be fine, and Zosha's going to be free. And then you realize there's, like, 20 minutes left of the movie. Or at least 10 minutes left of the movie. there's a little bit left. That's never good. No, never good at all. So, they start driving away, you know. And the policeman looks away for one second back at Zosha, and then he realizes he's hit something. And guess who? Like... <laughs> yeah, he he's walking back. He's like, I have to go check. And she's like, no, stay in the car. Take me 
Take me to the police station. Yeah, take right me now. to the police station. But he gets out anyways, and he's he's driven quite a bit from where he ran something yeah. over. So he's walking, and he's you can see him like looking like what in the world is that? And Zosha turns around and looks back because she's in the back of the police car. Yeah. She looks back and she she starts banging on the window like stop, stop, come back to the car, hurry. Yeah. And the police officer's like, no, I think I'm gonna go check. So as soon as he turns back around. There he is. There he is, alive and perfectly fine, Pimple unharmed. Head. Pimple head McGee. Mm-hmm. Not the one she stabbed. The one that had left before with the big axe. He had the most... The biggest axe I've seen, okay? Yeah, it was, it was a big axe. And he just chopped this police officer directly down the middle. Mm-hmm. Just... Slip. In two halves. Mm-hmm. And then he started walking straight towards... Zosha, who's in the back of a police car, and I don't know if you've ever been in a police car in the back seat, <laughs> but you can't unlock the door from the inside, and there's a, you know, the divider from the front and the back. So she is locked in this car. How do you know that, River? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds like you got arrested. You got something to tell me? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. She's kidding. Um, so... Zosha somehow breaks this car window. And police car windows aren't that easy to break. I think she just literally kicks it out or something. I don't remember how she gets out. She kicks out the window. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that much. And she mm-hmm. unlocks the car from the outside. Mm-hmm. And, and then she goes into the front. Yeah, she tries to... She gets in it to drive away. And yeah. it will not start. Because the police officer had just been talking to someone saying... We never get money to fix our police car. Yeah. I had to pay to fix this. It breaks down every other week. And it would not start. Mm-mm. And this big old dude... Climbs on top of the roof mm-hmm. and tries to stab her through the windshield yep. and the top of the car. But she finally gets it started and she... She peels off. The mm-hmm. dude goes flying off the back. Yep. And then she stops, yeah. and she backs up, and she runs him over repeatedly, yeah. multiple times. Just. And then she's out of there. Mm-hmm. She's gone. She's gone. And then the credits roll. Not the credits, but the, you know. A little title says, screen. Nobody sleeps in the woods tonight, and you're like, oh my god, that was a good movie, it's over. And then it comes back, and it's yeah. nighttime. Wait, I need to talk about something first. Why didn't she ask for, for help over the radio? I know, that's what car. I was thinking, too. But I guess since she was gone, and she probably did soon, soon as it was Yeah, over. maybe. And why didn't the cop's sunglasses collection fly off the top of the <laughs> windshield? Oh, okay. Not the windshield, but <laughs> with the dashboard. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Glued down. Yeah, glued <laughs> down, man. Um, so then we have the end, and mm-hmm. then just kidding. Yeah, it's, it's like, ju- you thought, haha, and it comes back, and it's that same day, but it's nighttime. It's gotten dark, and it starts off with these two old dudes walking through the woods, and you're like, what's going on? And they're singing a song, and it turns out they're Nazis, Nazis um, but they're coming down the same road that all this had just happened on, but it's yeah. later that night, and they come upon that 
And they're like, what is going on here? And they find the... They walk past the police officer's dead body. Honestly, they don't say anything about it. No. Which I know they've seen that. Yeah. Like, I know they they've seen that. They definitely had to see that. I think they're just really drunk. And that police officer mentioned them earlier over the radio, and they were talking about how there were two dudes celebrating yeah, Hitler's birthday... Two brothers, I ...in think. the woods. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but this is the first time that we've seen them. Yeah. And they walk upon, they're like, what is that over there? And it's the big giant pimply dude laying in the road. Yeah. And as they're walking towards him, he wakes up and he just stands up, yep. grabs his axe, and then it cuts to the other brother who was, who'd who's been stabbed to death. In the cabin, laying down on the bed. And you can see outside the window, it's, it's nighttime, but there's police cars out there and you can see the lights. Yeah. And as uh, soon as it cuts to him, he also wakes up. Yeah. Neither of them died. No. He just sits up straight up in his bed. Neither of them died. Mm-hmm. And he starts walking towards the door. And when I tell you I screamed, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like... We were both furious. <sighs> um, like, please kill them. Just kill them, you know? Yeah. Overall, so, this movie was a mess. It was. What do you give it for rating? Honestly, it had a lot of plot holes. It was all over the place, but I did like kind of the the corny slasher yeah, feel to too. it and the movie references that were in there and like the the way it was, you know, influenced by these old movies. So, all in all, I think I'd have to give it probably 6, 6.5. I would give it I would give it a six. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I would give it a six. My rating for Zosha went down a lot at the end <laughs> because I, I can't. I can't deal with her. I liked it. You know, I liked the movie. I thought it was a good, scary, gory movie, yeah. you know. But there was just absolutely no overarching plot line yeah. other than kids go to camp and get murdered. Mm-hmm. And there was no character development. Honestly, none of the characters had much personality I mean, other than... I mean, we're kind of biased, because he was our favorite character, but... Yeah. <laughs> Ulick, um... We called him Call Me Carson through the entire the thing. The whole thing, because he's he Twitch calls, streamer, you know... He looks exactly like Call Me Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no hate. We, I love Call yeah, Me Carson. Yeah, I love Call Me Carson. He's amazing. Um, yeah, period. But they just didn't have a personality other than him. He had... He, yeah. He was... He was funny and was funny. self-aware and really smart, and I loved him. He had all the brain cells, like yeah. we said earlier. Mm-hmm. All of them. But none of the characters, they they all just lacked, really, any sort of character development. And I feel like if a lot of horror movies do that, you know, yeah. it's more about the, ooh, you know, and stuff. Yeah, even the classic ones mm-hmm. lack a lot of character development and mm-hmm. everything. But, you know, it was a... It was an okay movie yeah, for it what was, it was. It was good, and it was a really nice shot movie. It was just yeah. really the pleasing. cinematography was yeah pristine. I loved every second mm-hmm. of it. Me too. I love that, <laughs> yeah. especially the woods because they do these shot these large shots of the trees just swaying. Oh, the music, the music, the music, the sound. Um, the sound. The score of this yes, movie score. was really really good. I really liked it because it went from like subtle melancholy, gentle music, and they mix that with these, like, these just creepy sounds, you yeah. know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just really nice, and I liked it, and it and honestly sounded like we were on an alien spaceship half the time. I liked it. <laughs> Period. But, um, during 
all the music. They had, like, the same little bits repeating all the time. It's kind of like Halloween, but not exactly. It wasn't all the time going like Halloween is, but, you know, it was, it was well done. Overall, it was a pretty good movie, and I'd say if you like gory, if you like weird kind of, you know, and yeah. you don't care much for plot, you just want to see some gory, gross murder... Yeah. I'd say watch it. Go for it. But like if you're honestly. here for like a storyline and some character development. Yeah, watch something skip else. It. Yeah. Watch something else. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap it up for right now. Mm-hmm. Come back soon whenever our next episode's gonna be. I'm not even sure what movie we're doing right nope. now. But <laughs> um join our Discord server. Our link is in our Instagram bio, which is disappointing movie reviews. Our TikTok is disappointing movie review with no S at the end. And you can find us on Spotify, on Anchor, and pretty much anywhere else, even on Facebook. So (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed our podcast, and thank you for sticking around. Thank you. Bye.